Welcome to Lease FM, a podcast that delves deep into the influences behind bands, artists, poets, filmmakers, and writers, especially those fresh-faced, newly emerging ones. Who am I to delve? Hi, nice to meet you. My name is Lise. I'm a current producer at WGN Radio and a longtime lover of all things music, film, TV, literature, and radio. I used to host a weekly music show at Champagne's alternative WPG 1071 called Loud and Local, where I interviewed local bands. And my favorite question to ask these bands was always, who are your influences? Admittedly, I saw the question as an icebreaker, using it as a way to level with them to find some common ground. So I'd ask them the question and remark, Oh my God, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is my favorite Beatles album too. Or, yes, gotta love some David Bowie. And then I'd move on to another textbook interview question for bands. Like, what's your songwriting process? Or tell me about your live shows. What I got out of these interviews were mostly surface, bite-sized answers to my surfaced, bite-sized questions, which worked for the format. The audience kind of got to know the band and listened to a couple of their songs for an hour on a Sunday evening. But while the airtime was cool for them, it never went too much beyond that, unless a loyal listener decided to, you know, visit the group's band camp page. So here I am, a few years later, and apparently a few years wiser, although, as Bob Dylan put it in my back pages, I was so much older then, I'm younger than that now. And I'm living in the midst of one of the biggest art and music scenes in the world here in Chicago, at least the biggest one in the Midwest. But I'm finding that I hardly know anything about it. I mean, sure, I consider myself a big supporter of local music as I go see my friends' bands when I can. But much of the time I find myself reverting back to those Joni Mitchell, Sufjan Stevens, and Beastie Boys albums that I've loved to listen to for the past decade, rereading my tattered copy of Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle for the fifth time, and flipping on Wayne's World to recite lines of dialogue a couple minutes before Wayne and Garth do. Excellent. But I have a quest now, dear listener. I seek to discover and connect with emerging artists and creators in and around Chicago and the country and the world to talk to them about their influences, to hear the music they heard and the books they read and the films they watched that brought them to make the music, films, art that they make today. Because as much as people may try to base their work in total, untainted originality, it's virtually impossible to not have gleaned elements, captured feelings, or mimicked melodies from the great artists that came before us. And that's not a bad thing. In fact, it's something that should be celebrated, this evolution of the arts, the passing of the torch from generation to generation. I will support my argument with a quote from a great artist who came before me, Mr. Jim Jarmusch, independent film director of Dead Man, Patterson, and Broken Flowers. And to find this quote, I literally Googled, nothing is original quote, and this was a top hit. (laughs) As Mr. Jarmusch said, nothing is original. Steal from anywhere that resonates with inspiration or fuels your imagination. Devour old films, new films, music, book, paintings, photographs. Poems, dreams, random conversations, architecture, bridges, street signs, trees, clouds, bodies of water, light, and shadows. Select only things to steal from that speak directly to your soul. If you do this, your work and theft will be authentic. Authenticity is invaluable. Originality is non-existent. And don't bother concealing your thievery. Celebrate it if you feel like it. 
In any case, always remember what Jean-Luc Godard said. It's not where you take things from, it's where you take them to. See, in his quote about non-originality, he quoted another great filmmaker from before his time. I know, it's getting kind of meta. Of Montreal, one of my all-time favorite bands would be completely lacking in the glam department if they hadn't listened to Prince. Prince wouldn't have become the purple one without Joni Mitchell and Jimi Hendrix. He said so himself. Bob Dylan would not be Bob Dylan without Woody Guthrie, and without Bob Dylan, rap and hip-hop might not be the same today. I know you think I just misspoke, but I swear, it's a theory, and you should read about it. Woody Allen wouldn't make such prolific films without the cinematic guidance of Ingmar Bergman. Plato wouldn't have had anything to write about without Socrates' teachings. (laughs) Damn, that escalated quickly. But the beauty of this is, we have all of these endless resources to help us make art. And the art we make may one day become a resource for a future basement dweller or backstage dreamer or essay writer. And the beat goes on and on and on. I'm going to close with a prime example of combining influences to create something insanely cool. Danger Mouse is a much-loved producer, musician, and songwriter who you may know from the likes of Gnarls Barkley and Broken Bells. Almost 15 years ago, he made the ultimate mashup. Here's what he said about it in an interview with The New Yorker. Quote, I had gotten the Jay-Z vocal tracks and wasn't going to do anything with them. A week or so after that, I was at home in Los Angeles listening to the Beatles and cleaning up my room. Then it hit me. Oh, shit. White album? Black album? I can probably do this. And oh, did he do it. He combined a prolific rock and roll album from the group that is universally accepted as one of the best rock bands of all time, the Beatles, at least in my household, with a prolific rap album from an artist that is universally accepted as one of the best rappers of his time, Jay-Z. Never before had these two artists been remotely connected, let alone referred to in the same breath. But now, by means of some seriously committed editing, they were married together, black album and white album, to create a ridiculously exciting gray area. Now, this may be an extreme example of using influences in your work, but I'm interested in more nuanced connections, too. So if you're a songwriter, a poet, a dabbler in film or photography, I want to hear your story, to weave together your narrative and hear or see the final end product. If you're a listener, well, please stay tuned for the coming dialogues and conversations and get in touch if you have an artist or writer friend that you'd like me to chat with. That's all for now. Go forth and make your influencers proud. As Bob Dylan said, steal a little, they'll put you in jail. Steal a lot, and they'll make you a king. Thanks so much for listening. This is Lisa FM. Today's music, A Happy Song by Amy Axgale. He's from the music collective Palettes. Check them out on soundcloud.com slash palettes. Also, thank you, Fran Torado, for all of your divine curation assistance. Um, I would be nowhere without your help. Today's episode of Lease FM was recorded in the beautiful studios on the seventh floor of Tribune Tower at WGN Radio.